You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenedchurch.com. Amen. Here we are. We're talking about part two. Part two about being woke or awoken, how to change a city, how to awaken a city. And we got as far as point one, and I didn't even get to finish point one. But point number one is this, that your battle is your crown. The battle that you're facing is the birthing stool of God. Every battle that you go through, God does not waste a battle. Isaiah 59, 19 says, when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord lifts up a standard against him. God sees you, God knows you. And if God is allowing you right now to face persecution, to face vilification, to, to, to uh, be a victim of injustice, you know, Joseph, they threw him in a pit. They, they sold him into slavery. They actually contemplated killing him. But Joseph's name means he will increase. I will add another, he will increase. They, they took what God had de- designated as increase and they threw it into a pit. Then they sold it into slavery in Egypt. But he was always carrying the DNA of he will increase. He will increase even though there was oppression on the outside, even though he was put in chains and fetters, even though he was sold to a foreign land as a slave, his external circumstances says quit. His external circumstances says give up. But his DNA, his naming, his identity, his destiny was that he would increase, that he would increase. He wouldn't be snuffed out. He wouldn't die out, but he would increase. Then he was falsely accused, thrown into a prison, but even there, God added another. The butler and the baker come and he, is, he ends up being at the right hand of Pharaoh where his influences increase, where his, his authority increased so greatly that he became number two over the entire region, over the entire land. In fact, there were many times where Pharaoh just tapped out and just deferred to Joseph and let Joseph literally run the entire kingdom. In, in fact, at that time, he ran the entire world. They took a boy, 17, they oppressed him, they sold him into slavery. He was sent down to a foreign land where he was oppressed and put in chains. He was put into a prison, but he carried the DNA of increase. Joseph means he shall increase and his influence increased. He went from a prison to the palace and governed an entire region. There was a baby called Moses. They were, they were full abortion. They were slaughtering all the males. They were throwing them into the Nile River. They, when they were born, they were tossed into the river. Moses snuck through. But, but Mama, Jochebed, puts him in an ark when he was three months old and puts him in the river. And the Bible says Pharaoh's daughter pulls him out of the river and names him Moshe, names him Moses, drawn out. She has no idea that she's prophesying over that kid. He goes through all kinds of things. At 40, he murders a guy, flees out into the wilderness. At 80, he's just, he's just kind of looking after sheep but you couldn't take away the anointing and you couldn't take away the destiny of God on this man. What he went through, he he was born in a time of genocide. He was born in a time of severe abortion. That's when he was born. He was born in a time of adversity where there was a battle, but what was birthed on the birthing stool of the battle was a deliverer. He would come back as a deliverer. He would come back as literally Moses drawn out and he would go back into Egypt and he would draw out Israel. He would draw out all 12 tribes. He would draw them out of bondage. He would draw them out of 400 years of slavery, of cruelty, of oppression, of injustice. He would bring them out with a mighty hand. Whatever you're walking through, Samuel, 
was not going to be, Samuel was never going to be, except Hannah went into warfare. She went into she went into prayer. And because she was in prayer, because she travailed in God, what was birthed in her was not just a son. She did not get a baby, she got a prophet. This was the prophet that anointed the kings of Israel. This was the prophet that poured the, the oil on, on David to make him a giant slayer, to go and take down his Goliaths. There was something about King David. All the other kings after David were measured by King David. Samuel anointed kings. The rise and fall of empires was all governed by Samuel. He prophesied and he led. Why? Because he was born by the prophetic and he was born in prayer. We in San Diego, we are the Hannah that right now want to come into the house of God. We want to petition before heaven because what we understand is there may be genocide around us. There may be injustice and oppression. There may be vilification around about us. There may be racism and, and, and all kinds of prejudice around about us, but we can go into prayer. And as we begin to pray, we can give birth to the Samuels. We can bring, give birth to the things that God hears and we can bring forth a prophetic and we can bring forth someone who shifts atmospheres, the pours anointing, that raises up a next generation to be giant slayers, that take down the Goliaths that are governing our education system and our, our legislative system and our political systems to bring oppression to the people. We can bring freedom. Can somebody say amen? amen. So Hannah... Hannah conceives in her womb, but what she conceives is not just a boy, he's a prophet. The second thing, second one, number, number two, your consecration is your power. Your consecration is your power. There's, there's no gimmickry in the kingdom. You can't, you can't gimmick your way forward. You can't formula your forward. God is not a formula. There's, there's not a formula. I know that E equals MC squared. And that's awesome if you're E. Wow, I'm just a single letter and... It takes MC squared just to match up to me. Hello, how awesome am I? E. <laughs> Hello. But, but God, God, is, God is not a formula. God, 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 God always responds to devotion. If you draw near to me, I will draw near to you. Moses, Moses, take the sandals off your feet for the place where you stand is holy ground. Moses takes his sandals off his feet. God is always looking for devotion. Isaiah stands in the presence of God and he says, woe is me from a man of unclean lips. An angel takes a coal from the fire and touches his lips. And Isaiah cries out, send me, I will go. Everything begins with devotion. Everything in the kingdom begins with devotion. Have a look at this. It says uh, in 1 Samuel, 1 Samuel chapter 7, verse 13. 1 Samuel 7, 13 and 14. It says this. So the Philistines were subdued and they did not come any more into the territory of Israel. And the hand of the Lord was against the Philistines all the days of Samuel. If you're going to underline anything, underline that. And the hand of the Lord was against the Philistines all the days of Samuel. Then the cities which the Philistines had taken from Israel were restored to Israel from Ekron to Gath. And Israel recovered its territory from the hands of the Philistines. Also, there was peace between Israel and the Amorites. Just the presence of Samuel. Can I tell you, if we, if we can, can kind of pay the price 
to instead of being a woke church, be an awakened church, be a church that understands that, that we actually have been given keys. Whatever we bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever we loose on earth is loose in heaven. That we have the authority and the power to petition the heavens, to bind the, Samuel's presence. The Bible says, the Bible says that the hand of God was against the Philistines all the days of Samuel. Samuel's dedication to God was so great that the the influence and the atmosphere of his authority blanketed all of Israel. So anytime the Philistines tried to attack, whenever the Philistines tried to advance into Israel territory, the hand of God came against them. They couldn't understand. Wheels would fall off chariots. Things would crumble. Plans would go away. There'd be infighting and in bickering. Every plan they had was confounded. They could not understand because there was something happening in the spiritual terrain. There was something happening in the spiritual dimension because of Samuel's devotion to God. Can I just tell you, we cannot help but prophesy. If we don't prophesy over San Diego, who will? If we don't declare San Diego a city of righteousness, a city of, if we don't declare San Diego a city for Christ, if we don't prophesy over our colleges, then then the devil will run rampant in our colleges. If we don't prophesy over our high schools, then the devil will run rampant in that. It is a war. There is no neutral territory. There is no neutral ground. It is either the kingdom of light or the kingdom of darkness, the kingdom of God or the kingdom of the devil. And we have to understand that on our watch, in the, in the year 2020, God is raising up a church called Awakened Church to advance the kingdom of God. God is looking to us, will somebody prophesy? Will somebody advance? Will somebody, God wants His hand to be against. I want the testimony to be no matter what they planned, no matter what wickedness was legislated, they could not get a Planned Parenthood to open in San Diego. For they could not get, they could not get the curriculum to teach all kinds of sexual perversion passed in the schools in San Diego. I want the testimony to be that the hand of the Lord was against the Philistines all the days of awakened church. All the days of awakened church, there was something supernatural where the enemy could not penetrate because we so shifted the spiritual realm that angels of God, instruments of righteousness were set up where instruments of wickedness were previously occupying. Can somebody say amen? Amen. Because of Samuel's devotion to God, the hand of God was not only on Samuel's life, but was against the enemies. When God's hand is on you, you better believe if God's hand is on you, it is against your enemies. It is against your enemies. It's amazing what one man sold out to God can do. What I love about Samuel is he was so dedicated to God that he would not cower to the culture. He would not cower to the culture or water down the word that God gave him. The word that he brought wasn't always popular, but it was true. What I found is that I can either acquiesce and amen the culture or I can amen the kingdom of God. If I amen, whatever you amen, you strengthen. Whatever you, the word amen means let it be so. God forbid that we should put our amen with the spirit of this age. God forbid that we should put our amen with the spirit of this world. That's not where we put our amen. We, 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 we take the, the, the prayer that Jesus taught the disciples to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. They will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's where we put our amen. We put our amen that we want 
earth to experience heaven. In heaven, there is no hate. In heaven, there is no murder. In heaven, there is no sickness. In heaven, there is no disease. In heaven, there is no oppression. In heaven, there is, there, there is no stealing and theft from, from brothers and sisters. In heaven, there's not hearts turning against one another. Here on earth, there is because earth has rejected heaven's rule. We are here to amen the Word of God. We're here to amen heaven. And let me just tell you, the time is rising where it is getting darker and darker, but how much brighter does the Word of God shine? I refuse to back up. I refuse to back up because this is what I know in my life. My life was a mess, but what God brought into my life as a young man has only brought life, has only brought light, has only brought breakthrough, has only brought healing, has only brought prosperity. When my father disowned me, when I went to Bible college, not one cent, he said, not one cent, I had to turn to the Word of God and God said, I got you. If you follow me, you obey me. I can't even begin to believe the goodness of God, the faithfulness of God. And let me tell you, this is what I know about God. God is no respecter of persons. God doesn't like me and not like everybody else. If God will do it for me, it's not because I'm special or better than anybody else. It's simply because God honors His Word. God honors His principles. He is no respecter of persons, but He is a respecter of principles. If you will apply the same things I'll apply, you can have the same results. It doesn't matter of your height. It doesn't matter of your ethnicity, your skin color, your background, your upbringing. It doesn't matter your social status. I'm telling you, if you will apply the Word of God, the Word of God works for you. It works here. It works in Africa. It works in Madagascar. It works in Johannesburg, it works in British Columbia, it works in England, it works in Russia, it works in Moscow, it works in Germany, it works in Berlin, it works in France, it works all over, the, it works right here in San Diego. The Word of God is true. The Word of God is sure. Let me just tell you, let me, your consecration. Pastor John Heinrich came into the house of God with a healing. He got healed. He was in the hospital. He got healing, but, but because he went through the battle to, to fight for his life, now he carries an anointing to bring healing. When I got saved, I was in a battle for deliverance. I was tormented by all kinds of spirits of rejection and, and vexed in my mind, things that I'd open myself up to. And I come into the house of God and I get radically delivered. To this day, there's still deliverance. People say, man, I walked in and now this, there's an anointing because of a battle that I went through. Whatever you, your battle is, that is the birth stool of God to do something great. And if you can just stay dedicated, if you can just stay devoted to God, you will find the hand of God and the power of God will flow through you to do awesome things. Can somebody say amen? amen? The third one, number three. Number three, He changed the spiritual atmosphere over the city. He changes the spiritual atmosphere over the city. David flees to Samuel in Ramah. Saul sends three groups of messengers to intercept David, to bring him back to be executed. Three times the plan is thwarted. I'm not sure if you remember the story where uh, Elijah goes up onto the mountain and the, the king is just ticked and he wants to kill Elijah. So he sends uh, a garrison of 50 soldiers and they say, man of God, c come down. And Elijah says, if I'm a man of God, then let fire come down and fire whoosh, consumes them. So the king sends a second. And so this time the, the, the captain comes with his 50 men and says, the king commands you to come down. And Elijah's like, wow. I'm a servant of the Most High God and you're trying to tell me that the king over the land has a greater authority than the God who I serve? If I'm a man of God, let fi and fire boom, comes down and takes out those wicked men. A third, a third general with 50 soldiers is sent to arrest. And this time he kneels down and says, have mercy, have mercy on me, O man of God. 
The Bible says Elijah comes down and goes with him. Here, Saul sends the first garrison of people to arrest David, to capture David. Their intent is to capture David. The intention, the agenda is to execute David because he is a threat to the establishment. I just want you to know that in this world, that which carries the anointing of God and that which carries the word of God is always under threat. If you're looking for a safe life, we're the wrong place, we're the wrong church. Psalm 2, Psalm 2 says, Why do the nations rage and the peoples of this earth plot a vain thing? The kings and the great leaders, the nobles, gather together and they make a pact. They conspire against the Most High and against His anointed, saying, let us break their bonds in pieces. Let us cast their laws from us. There is a rage in this world against the Spirit of God and against the Word of God. Wherever the Word of God is preached, it is vilified. They're trying to even now call it hate speech. You just preaching the Bible. You just declaring what God says. If you have eyes to see and ears to hear, then you, you're, you're starting to awaken to the fact that there's a rage, there is a spirit, it is an antichrist spirit that hates the Word of God. It hates the Word of God and it will continually war against the church until the church aborts this book, until it jettisons. But if we abort the Word of God, guess what? If we abort the Word of God, God, God said, let there be light and light was. He turns chaos into cosmos. He turns darkness into light. He turns disorder into the most magnificent creation with all kinds of birds and fowl and all kinds of beasts and, and the oceans teeming with life and rivers and waterfalls and trees and fruit and plants and the most exotic creatures. It was a paradise. Before the word came, it was a chaos. It was disorder. And the enemy wants chaos and disorder. Have a look right around. Have a look at every city in America that rejects the gospel that rejects the Word of God. Have a look around the world. Every place that rejects the Word of God, is it paradise, excuse me, or is it chaos and disorder? It's chaos and disorder. It's chaos and disorder. We need to preach the Word of God. We can't be afraid. Well, what if we're persecuted and vilified? Well, guess what? Then we're gonna have a crown in heaven. Jesus says, you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. I don't like being hated. Nobody does. Nobody does. But I'm telling you, I would rather be hated by the wicked than be accepted and approved by them and then stand before Jesus and realize Jesus said this. He said, if you're ashamed of me in this perverse generation, in this wicked and perverse generation, if you're ashamed of me, then when you stand before the Father, I will be ashamed of you in the presence of the Father and the holy angels. There's something wrong. If you are so woke that you fit in with the world, you are in a dangerous place when you stand before the Most High and the holy angels. I would rather have that amen that I don't fit in with the wicked. I don't fit in down here because I must be doing something right up there. Somebody say amen. amen. So he changes the atmosphere over the city, the prophetic flows. Can I just tell you, we want to raise up people that understand how to prophesy that understand how to shoot the Word of the Lord. I've said this before, when the Word of the Lord comes to you, it will comfort you. 
Every battle that I've gone through, God has confirmed with the Word of God, that God is with me, that God is for me, that God's Word always leads a way out. When the Word of God comes to you, it will always comfort you, that God is with you, that God knows what you're going through, that He's speaking to you. But we don't shift things until we speak the Word of God out. You were created to be the vice regent of God in the earth. You were created as heaven's ambassadors. If you were the ambassador of the President of the United States, to a foreign nation, you have the authority of the presidency in that foreign nation. You are ambassadors in this world of the kingdom of God. Jesus says, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me, therefore go. When you go, that authority now flows through you. When you are obedient, when when you are sent out as an emissary, when you are sent out as an ambassador, guess what? That authority now flows through to you. All, All authority in heaven and on earth. We have authority in two dimensions. We operate in two dimensions. That's what we're meant to do. We're meant to to war in the natural, but war in the spiritual. We're meant to shift things in the natural by understanding that the, the natural is subject to the spiritual. If we can do warfare in the spiritual, petitioning in the natural is one thing. Petitioning in the spirit is a whole lot better because if we can shift the atmosphere, our job is to shift things in the spirit realm. We got to understand though, if we hold back the word of God, you and I were created with a mouth. You and I were created in the image and the likeness of God. We declare the word of God. What you hear with your ears, speak with your mouth so that your eyes will see what your mouth has spoken. If we want to see justice, we've got to start prophesying. If we want to see breakthrough, we've got to start prophesying. If we want to see healing, we've got to start prophesying. There was a, a saying that I learned when I was in, in uh, Bible school that if you want salvations, preach salvation. If you want healing, preach healing. If you want deliverances, preach deliverance. If you need finance, preach finance. Whatever you preach, you're going to get. Whatever you preach, the word preach is almost identical to the word prophesy. Prophesying and preaching, preaching and prophesying is the same thing. We cannot help but prophesy. We cannot help but preach the kingdom of God. What's coming out of your mouth? Is it doom? Is it gloom? Is it hopelessness? Is it negativity? Right now, there is so much chaos that sadly, most most people are putting their amen with the hopelessness, the depravity, the injustice. Half of it is lies. Half of it is, is exaggerated because the devil knows if he can put your amen there, he can reinforce that. Well, that is not us, but we're gonna prophesy that America is one nation under God, that this is a nation where all men are created equal and all people are treated equally. This is a nation that gives opportunity, ir- irrespective and regardless of skin color, background, ethnicity. This is a nation where anybody that works hard can prosper, that anybody that applies the Word of God to their life can see the hand of God and the blessing of God. And let me just say this, if man holds you down, all the way through the Bible, there were men holding people down. Joseph was sold into slavery, but the Bible says the Lord was with Joseph and caused Joseph to prosper. Even if man rails against you, David said, though a whole army gather around about me, my God fights for me. My God leads me out in victory. My God shall triumph over all my enemies. God will never leave you. God will never forsake you. You can overcome even if they all come against you. One man dedicated to God. Elijah took on 850 prophets of Baal. It was 850 to one. But who emerged victorious on Mount Carmel? It was Elijah. Why? Because God was with him. If you have the God factor, we got to teach that man doesn't need to look to the hand of man. If there is injustice, guess what? There is a God of justice and there's a God that elevates and there's a God that promotes and there's a God that opens doors that no man can shut and there's a God that shuts doors that no man can open. We want to bring people into an encounter with God. We want to bring people into the presence of God, a God of justice, a God of elevation, a God of blessing. What God blesses, no man can curse.
What God blesses, what God elevates, no man can tear down. In this city, we're going to be shifting things. So stay tuned because we're going to be praying. We're going to be shifting things. We're going to be petitioning in the Spirit. And you better believe we're going to be tearing some stuff down. You better believe we're going to be pulling down. We're going to be destroying. We're destroying every demonic stronghold devil. We declare to you right now, your reign over this nation, your agenda over our cities is coming to an end. We declare a church is rising in the authority of God. We don't stand in our authority. We don't stand in our wokeness. We we stand awakened to the reality of the authority that Jesus gave the keys of the kingdom of heaven to the church. Whatever we bind on earth is bound in heaven. Heaven is backing us up. Whatever we loose on earth is loosed in heaven. We declare breakthrough. We declare shift. We declare right now a transfer from wickedness to righteousness in the heavenly realms. We declare it in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, give God a praise. Give God a praise. Come on, do better now. Come on, give him a praise. Hallelujah. Come on, would you lift your hands? Lift your hands. Father, we thank you for your presence and your power right now. Father, and I thank you, Lord God. And I just hear this. I hear this, that that many of us are, are overwhelmed and that's the intention. You'll always know when Satan is operating because you feel discouraged. The, the number one tool in Satan's toolbox is discouragement. Maybe you're looking and maybe you're discouraged. Discouragement has, has, has a, uh, a sibling and discouragement's sibling is called hopelessness. Wherever discouragement is, you'll find that all of a sudden you set the table for discouragement and then there's an extra plate, knife and fork. And you're like, well, who the heck's that for? And then hopelessness will sit down. And the two of them will begin to, to pipe off to you. Not only are you discouraged, the reason you're discouraged is because everything's hopeless, everything's useless. Can I just tell you, do not listen to discouragement. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord lifts up a standard against him. Your battle is the birthing stool of God to do something great. Your devotion, your devotion to God is the place of breakthrough. And I'm telling you right now, if you will speak the word of God, if you will prophesy the word of God, Jesus says, heaven and earth will pass away, but my word endureth forever. Jesus three times in a wilderness defeats the devil. It is written. Hey, devil, it is written. Hey, devil, it is written. He knew the word of God, but he defeated the devil by speaking the word of God. God forbid that our church should ever be so woke that we're no longer awake. We're going to be an awakened church. We're going to awaken. How do we awaken? Lazarus come forth. The son of God, resurrection had to speak and bring from death back into life. He crossed over four days dead, decomposing to the decomposing. Everything went into reverse and he comes out of the tomb, alive, living, heart beating, lungs breathing, brain, neurons, everything circulating, flying, immune system totally up again because of the word of God. The word of God brings life where there's death. Son of man, can these bones live? Lord God, you know, prophesy, prophesy, son of man, prophesy to these bones and a rattling came, prophesy to the wind, prophesy to the sinews. When we begin to prophesy, dead things come back to life. When we begin to prophesy, we turn injustice back to justice. We cannot help but prophesy. God is calling us to prophesy, be part of the answer. Not the, don't amen the hopelessness. Don't amen the discouragement. Don't amen the world. Put your amen with the word of God. Even when it seems hopeless. Well, but look, it's chaos. Look at us. You know what? When God said, let there be 
be light. There was no light, nowhere in the galaxy, nowhere in the universe, just in God's heart, just in God's intent. God didn't look at the circumstances. He spoke into the darkness. He spoke into the circumstances. That's how powerful the Word of God is. God was putting that. That's the first time God spoke in Scripture because He's trying to model the way you and I overcome darkness is by prophesying light. Speak the light of God. Come on, lift your hands one more time. Father, I declare this is a room filled with light bearers. I declare this is a room filled with word bearers. Father, we speak the word of God over ourselves. Speak the word of God over our marriage, over our relationships, over our finances. We declare the word of God. We declare the word of God over our city, over our schools, over our colleges. We declare the word of God reigns in San Diego. The word of God reigns in Salt Lake City. We declare the word of God will once again be taught in our, in our colleges. The word of God will be taught once again in our schools. The word of God will, will govern and shape all of our laws. All of our legislation will be shaped on the foundation of the word of God. We recognize you, Satan, trying to remove the word of God so you can bring chaos and disorder because where there's chaos and disorder, there's always destruction that follows. We recognize you and we stand against you. We declare that you are bound and we declare that let the Lord arise and let his enemies be scattered. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Come on, give God a praise. God bless you. Thanks for being with us. We'll see you next time at Awaken Church. God bless. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awaken Church, go to awakenchurch.com.